Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. Be sure to click the links in the description for all other channels and playlists. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. Join Kev Prosper as he beats up the bad guys, slays the dragon, and saves the princess. Prosperity Gaming is the new channel of Prosperity ULLC. Watch, follow, subscribe to Prosperity Gaming with Kev Prosper. I have a few clips I want to play for you before I get into my um, talking points and my commentary, okay? Uh, the first one is maybe five minutes, the second one's five minutes, and the other one is like maybe one minute. So that's about 11 to 12 minutes total, give or take, all right? So just pay attention for those 12 minutes, you can do it, and then let me get into my talking points, all right? Just sit through those clips, all right? You can do it. Just pay attention. Single motherhood is typically a conscious choice for most black single mothers because they actually make sure that the fathers are gone. They actually try to make sure that the fathers are not in the children's lives like at all to the to the to the most that they can make sure of that. They always attempt to do that or they make sure to to run the man away like to just bar him by they'll move not tell the father where they moved to. They will, you know, change their contact information and all that sort of thing, just so that the father will have a hard time, you know, trying to get the contact information to come and see the child or to come and be in the child's life. Or what they do is they make the father so hated in the family and in the and in the home and even by the children that the father just decide it's better actually to stay away. Like it's so toxic. When I try to interact or try to do anything, I might as well just go away and not really come back. Once she has achieved that level where the guy just rinses his hands of it, whether he wanted to rinse his hands of it or not, he just decides, you know what? It's too toxic. I can't do it. I, this, I, I can't. I cannot be in this environment and try to co-parent and try to be a father in this environment. Once this single black trifling bitter a hyena can reach that point that is what she likes because what she can then do is control all of the narratives about why she's a single mother why she's struggling with the kids and why he's not there see because he's not there to actually defend himself so she can consistently make horrific decisions okay that they can then blame on the absence of the man well, he's not here to make sure that things are good. He's not here to make sure we provided for it. He's not here to make sure that our problems are solved. He's not here to protect us. He's not here to give love to us. And so what she does is she creates all of these various narratives about why he's not there. And all of it is going to be his fault. All of it is going to make him the monster. She's going to be the angel that was only doing what she needed to do, that was only doing the best for her child, that was only doing the best for her, and she was only doing right by him. And she's always 100% never to blame. She's not done anything. She's perfect. 
black women are perfect let them tell it let them tell it ask one and ask is she perfect and she'll say no nobody's perfect ask her what her flaws are ask her to enumerate to you what are her flaws to see do she is she self-aware does she even know what her issues are to even tell them to anybody since she knows she's not perfect then what so black women are perfect let them tell it right meanwhile what ends up happening is this the child grows up first with questions when they little they have questions and she's gonna answer those questions and she's gonna answer those questions so messed up she gonna answer them questions from such a bitter hateful malicious place to that child that eventually the questions from the child become the child's resentment towards their father they start resenting their dad because their mother these are little children i'm talking about when they're little kids the mother can't do no wrong why would your mother lie to you why would your mother lie to you about your father why would your mother lie to you and tell you that your father don't love you why would she lie that's a serious lie why would she ever lie about that so as a child you don't have any questions about that she says so much and then what she does is when the father don't come around because the part that she don't tell the kid is how she cussed them out at the kid on the kid's birthday and told them come over here and so when he don't show up for the child's birthday or he show up under strange conditions then she's able to leverage that information to the child and the child buy it because part of that was their experience they saw their father come to the door and not really come in they saw, you know what I'm saying? Or they they understood that their father didn't come to their birthday party or whatever it was. But they don't understand why. So they're relying on their mother to tell them what's going on. And she tell them, all right, but it's a bold face lie. She tell them every lie, all the lies, all lies. So a child's questions then become a child's resentment. And then they get to outright hatred of their father. Because many times, even when the opportunity presents itself for them to know who their father is after they are grown, they don't want to hear it. And they don't want to hear it because the mother's brainwashing has been so successful. It has been so complete. And it is so deeply embedded within the child's mind that even as adults, they find it difficult to overcome that and then to seek the balance, to seek their father's side, to, to, to be in a position where they even want to be receptive and want to hear what they father has to say so number one they're going to do here the one of the symptoms is that they're going to use the child as a weapon you heard that in the ricky lake clip so they're going to say something like well if it's uh, uh if, you, if you're not with me then you can't see your kid or the last time you're going to see your kid is with this school picture or uh, they'll make it complicated right they may use litigation which we'll get to they may make you fight so if a baby mother to me a bitter baby mother is a mother who gets to uh, to the negotiation of the custody of children and it's not 50%. Okay, that's going to be bitter baby mama. So once you break up and the custody is discussed, if it's not 50-50 off the rip, you automatically are a bitter, bitter baby mama. Blah, blah, blah. You're a bitter baby mama. Automatic. Because you have to then prove why he should not have custody, right? So if he is saying, I want custody, and you say nope and then make him fight for it you are automatically a bitter bitter baby it's automatic like there's no discussing 
Now, if the father says, I want no parts of you or these badass kids, then automatically he a deadbeat daddy. I mean, it's automatic. It's automatic. He a deadbeat daddy. He says, screw you and these kids. And he splits. Now, if he does that after litigation, he is not an automatic deadbeat dad. He just washed his hands of the situation. So are we running? We're doing this now. So using the children as a weapon is a symptom of a bitter baby mama. Okay. The second thing she'll do is she'll try to make decisions unilaterally. All right. Which is against what people could call the uh, joint legal custody. She'll try to figure out how to usurp or get the joint legal custody to the point where she gets to make the decision. She gets to say, well, I don't feel comfortable with the child doing this, going to the child's father's house. I don't feel comfortable with the kid doing this. I want to make this medical decision. I want to give him the poke. I think I need to protect my child from this. That is a bitter baby mom. Because nowhere in parentage does one parent make things decisions unilaterally. unilaterally. If they try to remove the decision-making from the father, that is automatically a bitter baby mom. All right, because they're not thinking long-term. Automatic. It's automatic. Listen, we have to make things black and white. We have to make things black and white. Don't tell me, what well, he smokes weed and he sells crack. Okay, well, let's put the accountability back in your lap. Did he sell crack and smoke weed when you fornicated with him? Okay. All right, let's start. Let's start. Don't say he can't make legal decisions, but he can put pipe in your, uh, he can put pipe in your, your orifices. We're not going to do this today. You a bitter baby mama when you try to take legal custody away from the father. Okay. Now, number three, she plays the victim. You know how it goes. Anytime there's a victim playing portion of this, meaning you do try to find other people to help you out. I'm just trying. I'm trying. All right. You basically, basically chose the struggle. All right. The struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. And you're like, I'm trying and I did this and I took custody away, but I'm broke and I can't make rent. My rent is due. He don't help with the bills. Your rent's due, motherfucker. You are automatically a bitter baby mama. Automatic. It's it's there's no ifs, ands, about uh buts about it. Because I would say, why can't you get another job and have custody over to the father? They be like, nope. <laughs> Wait a minute. So instead of giving custody to the father, which opens up opportunities for you to get another job. You're not going to get another job because you're going to have to give custody to the to the baby daddy that that automatically goes to the baby daddy. You don't want to do that, right? No. Nope. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. You are automatically a bitter baby mama because there doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. We got to cut right to the chase. We got to peel it. We got to peel it back to the white meat today. The next thing is the use of um, inter. Uh, they involve the courts or any referees. Okay. We're going to talk about that in detail. But this type of manipulation is she knows she's wrong. She knows he's, she's a, she knows she's wrong. She knows she's using the child as a weapon, but she can't make sense of it when you're talking together. Cause you're like, wait a minute. Why do you have more custody and you're broke? <laughs> Wouldn't it make sense for you to get a night job? No, I'm taking you back for child support. And so you have these disagreements where she wrong as hell and she's making you fight and then 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 try to put her paw out and get money from you but then what happens is uh, she can't no longer defend herself so she gets referees referees can be teachers 
school teachers. It could be coaches. It could be psychologists or psyche, uh, crazy ass psychologists, pseudo psychologists, court appointed attorneys, attorneys and court appointed attorneys and uh, CPS judges and, and all that. She must get somebody else involved because her shit, her argument is so shitty. She can't she can't stand on any fertile ground. As a mother, what would make you keep your child away from his father? I'm gonna just name the three things that will immediately get anybody cut off from my child's life. Number one, physical harm, physical threat, or physical danger. Under no circumstances will I ever leave my child in a place where I feel as though they could be physically harmed. Number two, lack of respect. The fact that I get a day in, day out, take care of this child, and you think that it is okay to disrespect me, more or less disrespect me in front of my child, it will never happen, and you will not create that turmoiled environment for my child to be confused as to whether he should respect his parent or not. Last but not least, inconsistency. Y'all cannot pop in and out when y'all want to with money, flowers, gift, and be the fun weekend parent and leave my child to be disappointed and me to deal with the feelings when you really could just leave us both the fuck alone. Now, I know y'all love to call folks bitter, but let me explain y'all something. I don't know too many women who will keep children away from their daddy because I know plenty of women who would love a full night's rest, some loud sex, and a clean house for more than a day. Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I got me a good one. So I posted the question. Is it possible for a woman to be a deadbeat mom? Pause for effect. <laughs> I posted this on my Facebook and my Facebook crashed. <laughs> okay? It crashed. I didn't, well, for one, I did not know. Well, I, well, I ain't gonna say I didn't know. I didn't. It wasn't a confirmed reality for me. Or a, you know, like, yeah, I it just, I knew it was, the, you know, you know what? And it was pretty close to home, too. God rest her soul. My family's probably gonna be mad at me for this. But I had an aunt who, um, she had two sons by two different men. And she was kind of, she lived, I mean, she, she, she lived in different places. You know what I'm saying? But I don't ever remember a time where she had custody of her kids. Um, maybe I was too young. Maybe I wasn't born yet because her kids are older than me. My cousins are older than me. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, from what I remember, she was always in the wind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember she was dating... Dating a guy one time, you know what I'm saying? He seemed like a real good dude, upstanding and all that. And I guess, you know, she was going to, like, you know, really straighten up with this guy. And then, you know, um, but she had passed uh, recently or whatever. But uh, not recently. She had passed um, some years after that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty close to home. So it's kind of naive of me to think that it doesn't happen or it's not common. You know what I'm saying? And then there's a lot of things, especially in the black community. You hear me say that a lot, especially in the black community um, that are common, but unspoken. 
or they're not put to the fore. They're not pushed to the surface. They're not. We don't shed light on it. You know what I'm saying? We know it. We know of it, but we don't speak on it. We don't. We don't um, hearken to it. You know what I'm saying? We don't address it. You know what I'm saying? Um, because it's it's either too painful to talk about, or it's 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 going against or not supporting our agenda. There is an agenda in the black community to trash black men. Not that black men are trash, but we need to trash black men. We need to find something about a black man to trash him. You know what I'm saying? Um, we tear down our black male idols. You know what I mean? Um, we, we make a sport of it. We make a spectacle of tearing down our idols. You know, like R. Kelly, I get it. But Bill Cosby, no. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'll, I'll be selective. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. And so, so you know, uh, um, if it if it if it's too painful or doesn't or doesn't support our agenda, we 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 shove we sweep it back under the rug. And the concept of deadbeat moms, I'm kind of a victim of the naivete of the the, the mass naivete. Of the concept of a deadbeat mom. That, you know, there are women out there who dump their kids off. Or they neglect it. They they may have custody of their kids, but they neglect them. They may be the custodial parent, I should say, but they neglect them. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let me get into the comments, though. The comments. Woo! Um, Something serious. So I post I posted on my Facebook. I'm gonna go into the comments and then I'm gonna give my um my my talking points, uh, and then I'll close. So bear with me. Um, Kev Pro. Uh, so I says uh, she says well in my experience and as far as what I've seen, uh, the mother in most cases is the custodial parent. But what I mean by a mother uh, being a deadbeat is them keeping the child away from the father when she's angry at him. Or when she keeps the child away from the father for her own selfish reasons. Or when she always leaves the child with someone else while she runs the streets or something like that. So this blew me away. So like I said, this, a a custodial, you could be a custodial parent and still be a deadbeat. That blew me away. That blew me away. Because, you you know, you would think the traditional stereotypical definition of a deadbeat is just someone who's not there and not and not supportive um, uh, presently, physically or financially. So you could be a you could be a custodial parent and still be a deadbeat. That's amazing. That's amazing. Let me um, let me not go into any shade. Um so I say, damn, um, I ain't even look at it like that. But what about a custodial father, though? Um, she says, I don't know, but I know that usually when the courts are involved and even when they're not, sometimes custody is granted to the mother and men. It hardly happens. So if the father gets to be the custodial parent, maybe there's something really wrong going on with the mother. Mm. It'll all come out in the wash. I, like now, her typing wasn't the best, but I kind of feel I have a feel for what she was trying to say. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a sign. That's a sign. Um, I would also say another part of my naivete 
comes from me understanding the biological bond that a mother typically has, which is stronger than a man's bond to a child. And this is nature. This is biology. Um, simply because, you know, if a, a man can't be bonded to a child, if he has to go out and hunt, you know, I always bring it back to the caveman days, right? Um, you can't be bonded to a child. You can't be nurturing and motherly if you got to go out and hunt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Leave that to the woman. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, you would think that um, a mother would be more inclined to not to hold on to her kids or to, you know, um, but so so you so you would think that it wouldn't be in her nature to want to dump the kids off on the father. You know what I'm saying? But times are changing. <laughs> times are changing, and I just got word that this is a thing now. It's a thing for mothers to dump their kids off on their fathers. And I guess this is this is for the decades of battling for child support and um, and um, you know the whole deadbeat dad syndromes going around for the past few decades now. You know what I'm saying? So this is kind of like the backlash and the catharsis of it. But let me keep reading these comments. Let me keep reading these comments. Um, a few women just want child support and to torture the father. Mmm. Bars. Uh, they don't want the kid, but won't let go. Ooh, that's painful. That's painful. And that's real. That's real. I can attest to that firsthand. <laughs> um, yes, I I think sometimes people just don't care. And I think other, other times people have found themselves in a situation where their life has grown beyond their capacity and beyond the tools they have. So she's speaking from an economic standpoint where, the, you know, the mother just can't afford the kids. Um, I get that, too. Sometimes it could be a combination. You know what I'm saying? Either she don't want the kids and she can't afford them. And that's a that's a recipe for disaster as well. Um, but uh, or, or the kids may be maybe too much of a psychological toll on her alone. You know, um, I do believe that. And, you know, in, you know, raising and rearing a child and, you know, just preparing them for the world they're about to live in. I do believe that a father, a good father is a better, a good father is worth more to a child than a good mother. You know what I mean? Like a mother is kind of like a supplement, you know, but a father is a necessity. A good father is a necessity to a child, whereas a good mother is more of a supplement. And I think the and I think deep down in the, the heart of hearts, in the soul of souls of these women who dump off their kids, I think they understand that they in their in their soul, they their spirit is telling them that, hey, that that baby needs him more than he needs you. They know that. And that's and then they're just. They're they're subliminally following suit. They don't. I don't even think they realize it, but that's what their spirit is telling them, and they know it. Um, you know, and and maybe they they're conscious of it, but won't admit it. You know what I'm saying? But they're admitting it by their by their behavior. They're still um, giving up custody. Let me get back to my what you call it. Give me a second. So this is this is good food, man. Good food. Um, where was I? Hold on. And you know, I've I've seen it. Yeah, and there was another uh, instance I've seen it, um, where a mom, and especially in like 
like third world situations. You, you'll see it a lot, you know, where women have kids and then they realize they can't afford the kid. And then they move, they come, they come, they come to America and it's like, or they send the kid off to America to, to family, you know, to be raised. You know, I've seen that too. I've seen that firsthand too. Um, so, um, so I say, if it's the woman's decision to keep the child, how can she have buyer's remorse? And what I was getting at was, it's a woman's decision to keep the child because at the end of the day, it's our baby, but it's your body. And this is a whole pro-life, pro-choice abortion argument, right? Um, so, so me personally, I believe it's the woman's decision to keep the child. Um, <clears throat> it's the man's decision to, to conceive, you know, because he's nothing in you. But it's the woman's decision to keep the child. You know what I mean? And so, so this is another part of my naivete. It's like you, you wanted to keep the, why'd you, why'd you keep the baby if you wanted to give him up? Oh, that looks like buyer's remorse, right? So here's what she responded. Um, I don't think it's always remorse. I think people make poor decisions and don't really understand the gravity of being a parent. Bars, bars, bars. My my timeline is undefeated. You don't hear me? Um, the gravity of being a parent, then realize it's too much for them. It's sad, but I think it happens with both men and women. Sometimes life gets too heavy for people, uh, let alone trying to not only sustain a child, but help a child thrive when many times those people haven't uh, figured out how to thrive themselves. Ooh, bars, bars. Um... Hard to give someone something you don't have the recipe for. Mm. Mm. Um, the next the next comment is um, it's very simple. Just because a woman births a child doesn't mean she has the emotional and financial financial capability to raise one. Being a deadbeat is not solely tied to men. Uh, women abandon and abuse children every day. Bars, bars, bars. And um, what's significant is one of the, um, I, there was one of the casual comments is who was like, yo, you could be a deadbeat anything. <laughs> I was like, wow. OK, <laughs> drop the mic on that one. <laughs> you could be a deadbeat anything. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, oh, so now here's the bomb here. Here, here is where woo. This is these 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 are bars. This sounded personal when she brought this up. Um, but this this commentator says, the women who prefer living their lives and letting the grandparents raise their kids. She was addressing the types of women who could be deadbeat moms. The women who prefer living living their lives and letting their grandparents raise their kids. And that um, when I talk about that personal matter, um, that was very much so the case with my aunt. You know, um, my cousin, one of my cousins, one of my two cousins lived with me when I, I remember when I was in kindergarten and first grade, um, you know, and I remember uh, I, I never forget um, my mom. We, we uh, drove down to where my aunt lived and um, my aunt invited her to a function. And <laughs> I never forget. I was maybe like four or five years old. I never forget walking into this night lounge type area and my aunt was hosting. I remember seeing her on stage, but seeing her on stage 
peering through a cloud of smoke, if you know what I mean, okay? <laughs> and my mom was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we're not doing this. No, 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 no. And then as soon as quickly, and my dad, you know, he's a musician, so he was with it. He was like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. But my mom was like, uh-uh, we, this, this, ain't, this ain't hitting. No, 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 let's go. And as soon as we walked in, was as quick as we walked out. I, never, I don't even remember sitting down in the spot. Um, and then my aunt was like, my aunt came outside and she was like, yo, what the fuck? And then my mother was like, oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? You got me doing this for you. And, and you got my, my other sister because my other aunt raised my other cousin. And you got, um, you got my other sister doing that for you. And, and and then you out here doing blah 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 blah, and I don't remember the the intricacies of the argument, but I remember my mom being upset with my aunt, and I remember my aunt trying to be sympathetic and just pleading with her, and um, but yo, they were sisters through and through. They were um, the, the their bond, their love was there. I, I remember seeing that while she was alive. But yeah, I mean, you could say my aunt was a deadbeat mom. It, it is what it is. Um, I, so I, I don't want to digress with that side story, but it just it just hit home for me, just flashing back. Um, the ones who don't know their kids' favorite toys, colors, not involved in the kids' activities, etc. The ones who lose custody to dad because they are unfit, irresponsible, or prefer drugs over the welfare of their kids. My personal favorite. Ooh, she about to cook. She about to cook. My personal favorite. The kids may live with them, but they come and go all hours of the night. Ooh, don't 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 do it, don't do it, girl. She did it. Um, not for work, but for all types of penis. Ooh, she did that. She did it. Uh, leave the kids alone for a number of hours with no supervision at one, two, three years of age. Ooh. Uh, because their own personal nut and happiness are is more important and that child is just another food stamp baby child support or trapping gem oh she cooking no oh my god oh my god oh my god um and those that pop them like chickens drop them off at a family members for a sleepover and never come back because they are nomads. Mmm. Mmm. Damn. I'm going to let that marinate. I'm going to let that sit. Yo, something in my spirit is telling me to read that again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. Wow. Hold on, hold on. Let me read. I got to read it again. I got to. I got to. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. I'm just letting you know. Um... Start from the top. The women who prefer living their lives and letting the grandparents raise their kids. The ones who don't know their kids' favorite toys, colors, not involved in the child's activities, etc. The ones who lose custody to dad because they're unfit, irresponsible, or prefer drugs over the welfare of their kids. My personal favorite quote, this is, this is her quote, uh, the, ki- the kids may live with them, but they come and go at all hours of the, of the night. Not for work but for all types of penis. Leave the kids alone for a number of hours with no supervision at age one, two, three years of age because their own personal nut and happiness is more important than the child, than that child is um, is more important and that child is another food stamp baby, child support or trapping gem. Ooh, trapping gem. 
And those that pop them like chickens, drop them off at a family member's for a sleepover and never come back because they are nomads. Yo, this is a reality, folks. This is a reality. This may not be your reality, or it may be your reality. And if it is a um, a personal reality of yours, you need to get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? I, I would say something else, but that would be a very ugly thing to say. But um, and if it if it's a and if it's a firsthand um, account, if you can account for it firsthand that you've seen this. I, I pray for you. I pray for your heart and I feel sorry for you because at the end of the day, what this what this whole conversation slash debate argument, whatever comes down to is <clears throat> the kids didn't ask to be here. No child ever in human in, in any not even human, <laughs> no child in, in the animal kingdom history <laughs> ever asked to be here. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're an ant, whether you're a firefly, <laughs> whether you're a lion cub <laughs> or a bear cub or just a good old fashioned human, <laughs> no child asked to be here. Okay. And so I always hearken, I always go back. And I remember when I told my parents this, it blew their mind. Because no child asked to be here, they deserve everything. The, the baby boomer generation likes to think that, you know, uh, the child is subservient to the parent and that the parent is owed everything for taking care of the child. Not every parent is deserving of that kind of adoration and reverence. I'm going to say that. But. But no, at the at the core of it, at the very origin of it, the child deserves everything because they didn't ask to be here. It was yo, yo. <laughs> Your knuckleheaded behind that dragged them into this world. You know what I'm saying? So you owe them everything. You know what I mean? And um, I think if every parent can come into it with that kind of mindset, they would be the tip-top best parent in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, Am I the tip-top best parent in the world? (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) Um, But I would fancy myself as being pretty decent. Um, I, I I put my best foot forward and I... I like to humbly make make forth an effort that I'm leaving a good fingerprint on my children's lives. You know what I mean? Um, and let, let me get into some of the, you know, just, just the casual uh, passing through comments. Um, where, where was it? Give me one second. Give me one second. Um, it's pulling up. It's pulling up. It's pulling up. Um, where am I? Where am I? Yeah. And, um... One of the some of the commentators were like, you know, you just you just simply can't assume that all women want to be mothers. And I do believe that. I do believe that. You know, everybody loves a good nut. <laughs> everybody loves a good nut. You know what I'm saying? Everybody everybody loves that that good gush. <laughs> that that warm rush, you know what I'm saying, in the in the in the bottom of your pussy. They they love that. They love that. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, and, and 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 so 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 yeah, you can't necessarily expect that. You can't necessarily you, you you not everybody wants that package deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the nut was good, but damn, 18 years. <laughs> you know, and, and even if you have to bear that child for nine, even if you're sentenced to that nine month ordeal, 
you know what I'm saying, and have it and and have to be sentenced to that 18 years. Um, my thing is, I really want to know what goes through the women's heads who go through baby number one, two, three, four, five with baby daddy number one, two, three, four, five. I really want to. I I really want those women's psychology put on the table. You know what I'm saying? What are these women thinking? Um. Is it the government assistance? Is that what the? Is it a combination? It could be a combination of everything we talked about. Loving the nut, um, loving the government assistance, and knowing that hey, I can always dump them off on somebody at the end of the day. You know what I mean? What are what is really going through these women's heads? Um, and I'm a I'm a close with this. I'm a close with this. Um, the fact. What, once again, me personally, what blew me away was the fact that a custodial parent can be a deadbeat mom. And I know I'm going to lose points. I know I'm going to lose points because we just started a couple, couple for the past couple years now, we just started getting along. You know what I'm saying? And we talked about it. We aired it out. And, and, but I, I just, for the sake of the conversation, I got to keep it a buck, you know. Um, my child's mother, she, uh, I wouldn't... I, I will never call her out of my own mouth a deadbeat mom, but she was the type that whenever she got the feeling away, she would make excuses or just flat out keep the kids away from me. You know what I mean? Um, that was, I think that that kind of spitefulness was her biggest claim to fame. You know, um, would I say she didn't want the kids? I wouldn't. I don't think that. I don't believe that. Um, knowing her personally. Um, I do believe that she kind of used the kids as kind of like a badge or like a a, a, sh- a soldier stripe, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I and you know just ultimately using them to hurt me, um, you know. But but for the but for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can I can relate to this. I can relate to this. You know what I mean? And. Um, I, I do believe we are in a day and age. We are in a day and age where, you know, the, the prophecy is being fulfilled. <laughs> I say that jokingly because, you know, Snoop Dogg made the, you know, made the song, you know, bitches ain't shit. Right. But but whatever, such and such. <laughs> right. Um, and it's coming to the light. We're realizing the consciousness is elevating and the, the, the light is being shed on. And we're dragging these women out from under the carpet who have been hiding under the virtue of society for so long. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, they've been th- they've been spending decades throwing shade on ancient black men. You know what I'm saying? And now they're being called out. But the fascinating part, the scary part is they're being called out by other women. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation.
P. Do that freaky shit and wanna be. Shit with that butter, shit that that bone feed. Did you tip it? Did you double tip that that bone thing? Flicky flicky with some butter, tip that that bone thing. If you cheeky chatter, chuck I get her own cheese. If you chicken with that head, I'll kiss up that bone thing with the official with that with that whole skis. Let me see you tell the wish that with that long. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. You a badass bitch, a badass bitch. It's all get swallowed in that badass bitch. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. I got racks, racks, racks at ATM jam. Tell me what you wanna do. I That concludes our show. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity ULLC. We would like to thank you for tuning into Prosperity ULLC and continue to invest in the brand.